It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up, lacrosse fans? We are back. Lacrosse Classified, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, Jake Elliott, and back in the co-host chair is my good friend, my longtime broadcast partner in one, Brad Challenger. I don't want to waste any time here, brother. Let's get you in off the top. We got lots to talk about here this week. Welcome back to Lax Class. Now, listen, I've I've changed the bios once again on, on Twitter and Instagram. I don't want to have to go through that process again, so stick around for a while this time, would you? Well, let's let's just establish my contract first before we before we dive right into it. This will be um, this will be a seasonal contract. You know, I like to take my summers off. Uh-huh. I like to uh, I like to ride off into the sunset and chill at the beach and and unplug and and recharge those batteries. So this will be uh, this will be an in season appearance i'm letting you know that now i don't know if you checked the fine print when we were talking okay. uh, so we're going to at least week, june then. you're giving me till june then i'll give you through the nll finals maybe like a week after that <laughs> how about that you know okay. we can recap it we can have some fun and then it's right. and then it's penticton baby i'll have my hopefully if, if we can if the highways are open oh yeah i'll have my people talk to your people we'll hash it all out uh what's going no, it's on nice to, it's 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 nice to see you, brother. Like, I appreciate you giving me the time off when when things do come up. And, and it was so fun listening to Jamie over the last, you know, couple months or however long it's been. Yeah, he was so, months, yeah. so, so open and so refreshing and, you know, just not afraid to, like, if you throw a quick stick at him. Uh, I haven't heard of that story. I uh, didn't, didn't see that. Didn't <laughs> pop up. Like, he's not afraid to just, eh, yeah. you know, whereas, Zero like, Fs. in the summertime when I'm unplugged, I, I don't want to be here and say, I don't know this and yeah, I don't know that. If I'm doing a podcast with you. Sort of stuff. I know, but if I'm doing a podcast with you, I want to make sure it sounds like I know what I'm I'm talking about, right? So now that the season is in play, it's full on. Let's do it. And kudos to you for still never taking a freaking <laughs> break, man. Like, you are here every single week. So thank you for the affording me the opportunity to jump back on when it's convenient for me, but you don't stop. You're, no. you're a goddamn freight train. And that's what I've always admired about you. Well, listen, since, since they're, they're, the day we met, man, you, you don't quit. You don't stop. You are always here. Well, I did take a month off of Twitter, um, which was kind of refreshing, but I'm back on, on the old Twitter verse uh, as well. So I, I ended my hiatus there and listen, I let, it's no secret. Like I love doing this each and every week. There are weeks where I kind of feel like, ah, but I, then I get the headset on and I, and I get going and it just like it, it just kind of changes my whole mood and my outlook and, and uh, makes me feel better. Plus Brad, we got sponsors here on the podcast that uh, require I show up every week. Too, we can't so. let the employers down. No, no, absolutely not. So welcome back. You're back, uh, man. You mentioned uh, being able to get out on the highways. Uh, have you the flatlands out there? I'm a little worried about you with the the flooding here in British Columbia and it being so flat out there in Ladner. You haven't like snapped off into the Pacific, have you? We were we're an island now. <laughs> the island of Ladner, like we've always wanted it to be. Um, no, no, we've been we've been okay. okay. Like I don't want to get too geographical on you, but if you look at a map at the floodplains of the the bottom of the Fraser River, like it kind of spills out 
into Ladner and into Richmond. And there's so there's a lot of places that the water can go. Okay. Yeah, it's risen pretty high and it's and it's encroached the dikes a little bit. But luckily so far, knock on wood right now, there's been no flooding in Ladner. It's been more the bottleneck areas in the Fraser Valley. So, yeah. you know, uh, it's been a horrible what those people have gone through throughout there. And, you know, we've got a lot of friends at the Langley Event Center and, and that area of, of, of lacrosse fans out in that neck of the woods. So, you know, we're praying for you guys and hoping you guys are okay. But no, the flats, the flats have been okay. Okay, good. Um, yeah, man, uh, we're thinking about everybody that's that's going through that uh, right now. I know uh, lots of people are being affected by it one way or another. So listen, uh, we got to stop rambling here because this, buckle up here, people. We got ourselves this week and next week, we're going like deep. Uh, I don't think we're going to overtime, but we're going to stretch this thing out because we have so much to cover here. So buckle up, uh, Ty Marrow. I know you usually like to go for a jog and listen to Lax Class. Uh, I hope you've been training for a, for a marathon because we're probably going a couple hours here for the next couple of weeks. So we got to wrap up our season previews. We still got four teams to do. We'll get to this week, to next week. And, of course, we have games to preview and, and bet on and who you got's coming back in quarter four. So we got lots of games to look forward to. Everybody's in action. And then the following week will be even longer because we got Philly and Rochester left. We'll have a bunch of games to break down, plus more games to preview. So a lot to get through uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to put the Stallion on hold for a couple of weeks. But once we get back into regular rotation here, we're going to bring the Stallion back, kind of the performer, the grinder, if you will, of the week. And he'll be our Stallion uh, of the week during the season. So we'll look forward to that in a couple of weeks' time. But this week we're talking Riptide. We're talking Panther City. A Hall of Fame edition of Lacrosse Classified here, Brad, as uh, Tracy Koleski, NLL Hall of Famer, and Jimmy Veltman, also NLL Hall of Famer, I should dare say. Uh, both coming on the program here, talking a little Riptide, a little Panther City in quarters two and three. We mentioned who you got is coming back in quarter four, plus a new little segment uh, on the pod here, Brad, in Lax Class Locks. You came up with that little ditty. And our old pal, Evan Schemenauer, is going to join us in the fourth quarter. He's a big numbers guy, Brad. Likes to dabble in, in the action there a little bit as well. So, uh Evan's kind of spearheading the, the whole who you got thing, and, and he's going to come on and kind of give us uh, some best bets. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to pick out a few ourselves, and Lax Class Locks in quarter four as well. So for this episode, we've bumped quick sticks up into quarter number one, and lots of quick sticks to get through here in the opening frame. You ready to rock and roll here, partner, or what? You make me sweat already. I didn't. I didn't know we were in for this much activity. I'm telling in the, in you, the well, first two weeks. I might. I might need Jamie back here, and I might need to hook up with you again after Christmas. Well, let's you start. Me now. Let's start. Just, just relax. Let's start right there. Uh, I got to get this in, and I was trying to think of ways, like you know, Jamie, keep Jamie involved. Uh, the fantasy update. This is just specifically for Steve Dietrich, who I know hangs on on pins and needles, waiting for Jamie's fantasy football update each week. So I'll give it to you right now. JD went three and zero this week. Big win over Homer. There, Sean Holmes in in at the track. Uh, so he's feeling pretty good. And 
Toronto, although they they lost to Philadelphia in, in their last exhibition game, looked like they played really well, outshot them, and uh, kind of dominated that game, but came out on the wrong end of it. But the other news that came out of Toronto is everybody's rolling their rosters out today, Brad. I don't even know if we're going to be able to get to that here today. Everybody's cranking out their rosters uh, as the deadline is done. Practice rosters and injury, injury rosters and... Holy cow, like, uh, it's been a little bit of an overload, so we'll talk a little bit of that. we got to get the Warriors stuff in there, but uh, I saw the third unis for for Toronto, a little Hamilton Tiger Cat flavor to it there, a little black and gold. They're going to wear those a couple of times this season as well, so uh, there you go, Chugger. Uh, Dowick 3-0 this week, uh, and big game coming up this weekend in Hamilton, which just happens to be my number one quick stick here, brother, as i got to give you... A massive congratulations as you have been named the color commentator for the Western broadcast of the TSN Game of the Week along with Chantel Chan doing sideline reporting and our buddy Teddy Jenner on play-by-play. And the two of you, Teddy, uh, and you are going to the Hammer this weekend, in fact, to call the game... Uh, to you know, kind of get your feet wet before you, you come back to the West and do a few more in a row. I will also want to mention Ashley Docking, of course, who's the sideline reporter in the East. Our boy, Patty Gregoire, will be handling color duties in, in the East. And uh, our old buddy from TSN 1040, uh, who I got to meet briefly while we were hanging around the station there, and John Abbott. We'll be doing play-by-play in the East, but, uh, man, this is massive news for the league and, and for yourself, Brad. I could not be more proud of you and more happy for you. Uh, congratulations on, on making the big network here. I'm really looking forward to watching you on my television this weekend. Well, thank you, brother. It's kind of you to say that. I've never made my own quick stick before hosting this show with you. There you go. I've never been actually in the news, so, no, pretty pretty exciting, and you know this, like you and I had the privilege and the honor of doing a game on TSN together back in 2016, Vancouver against Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, the last kind of time that the, that the league almost had a, a game of the week. And, you know, I've called finals, I've called man cups, I've called Mintos, I've called a lot of big lacrosse games, but doing that game with you on TSN highlight was probably highlight of my career. Yeah. You know, that was, that was when friends can watch for free. People are just stumbling across TSN and I still hear from people, that I, that I played with, I grew up with going like, Oh yeah, remember that, that, that NLL game on TSN. And that's what the NLL wants. And that's what NLL needs. You know, those people haven't tracked down the online pay-per-view webcast over the last five years. They've been waiting for it to come back to TSN. So it's been five years now that we're back. I'm, I'm pretty thrilled that, that I get to do it along with this extremely talented group, man. Like it's a familiar group. I've worked with every single person that's going to be behind her microphone on these TSN broadcasts yeah. over the last few years. So that's pretty special that this, that this crew is going to have some sort of built-in chemistry that we all sort of know each other and have worked with each other in some capacity. And just speaking with um, everybody behind the scenes, everybody that's going to be on the air, we're just so fired up to, to try to present this game in the best way possible and in the light that, that it deserves on, on the biggest stage. So I'm, I'm, I'm giddy getting ready to get onto that flight to, to Toronto this week. Um, I can't wait to get on the air with everybody on Saturday night and, and put on a hell of a show, man. Yeah, well, I'd be an absolute bold-faced liar if I didn't say I was envious and jealous and uh, well, a little bit sour in there as well. Brad, I'm not going to be joining you This on is that just trip. a start, though. Yeah, this I know. This is just a start. Like this is, this is a game of the week uh, in year one of a three-year deal with, with TSN, and who knows? It might turn into 
multiple games of the week or every Toronto rock game or every Vancouver Warriors game. Like this is just sort of getting started and dipping the toes into TSN. So I think there's going to be opportunities, even though there's only six broadcasters getting a gig right now, I think down the road, um, there's an opportunity for, for a lot more as this, as this sport continues to develop and we, and we put it into the mainstream. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Fingers crossed on all that. Uh, congratulations once again. So TSN game of the week, a lot of those games here on TSN in Canada will of course feature Canadian teams and, well, people might have forgot about the old Alterna Cup, but that's making a, a big comeback this season. And uh, a lot of those games, TSN Games of the Week, will be impacted. Alterna Cup, uh, when two t- Canadian teams play against each other, winner wins the, at the end of the season, most points uh, wins the, the Alterna Cup. So that is going to, you can bet on that as well, by the way. Um, I got this down here, leadership group for the Vancouver Warriors who announced that last week i guess brad and since that time they've announced the rest of the roster so same number new captain brett mitski who will wear number two and also wear the number or not the number the letter c on his jersey love the selection there for for brett mitski i mean this guy is just a leader of men as it is and veteran of the nll and and he's going to take that reign and lead that team in the right direction i got no doubt about that tyler codron and mitchell jones will be his alternates. Uh, and Warriors, Brad, making a little deal just after the roster deadline came and passed as they ship Lyndon Bunio back to his home province of Alberta in exchange for a player that is a native of British Columbia in Ryan Martell. So a little swap of left-handers, two completely different kinds of players, but uh, some more added depth on that left side for Vancouver and a hometown boy coming back, which is never a bad thing. Uh, Christian Mazzone was the final cut of the Warriors. Looks like Isaac bought third goaltender Brody Harris and Keegan Bell, along with Martell, will start on the practice roster. Colton Porter uh, will start the season on the IR, which means a couple of new faces on that Warriors team. Uh, you got Charlotte Beatties, you got Dinsdale, you got Killen, uh, you got McIntosh, Mitski, of course. And uh, who else am I missing here, Brad? Uh, Tyson Rowe making the big club this year as well. Can you think of anyone else I'm missing here? I don't want to disrespect anybody. No, I think you've covered the gamut pretty good. I'm just trying to figure out what angle to want to want to jump in at. So one thing is that they've got eight offensive players on the active roster. Most teams are going to carry eight or nine. They don't have. It's a veteran offensive group outside of Charlotte Beatties. Yeah, like Callan that right side alone. Ball, Ball, McBride, Dinsdale, Killen. and Killen as as your young guy. And Killen was probably the best righty all through training camp. Yes. So. Who are you sitting? You're sitting right. a guy who's had national lacrosse league minutes. Like you're sitting Dinsdale or McBride, probably if you're only going three righties. And if you look at the other side of the floor, yeah. you got Logan Shuss, Mitch Jones, Riley Lowen, and Charlotte Beatties. Beads was probably one of the best lefties outside of Mitch Jones in camp. So, you know, you're, you're sitting Riley Lowen, who's had some bench minutes over the years in his career, but it just, the depth now is, uh, is, is finally starting to take form in Vancouver. It's something that they've wanted to, a goal of theirs was to sort of build that depth pool when they acquired the club a couple of years ago. And yep. they finally done that when you've got quality names like that, that are going to be 
uh, on the outside looking in on a few games this year, that that's a pretty special thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then you got to sit out a D guy as well, uh, which is not going to be an easy decision there either. And and then make a decision in goal as well. I think Fryer might be the number one guy there, but that hasn't been decided either. But if you want to check out all the rosters, uh, all the teams on social media are pumping out their their brand new roster reveals. So check all those out. Uh, more. Things. I just want to throw in. I just want to throw in. I just want a caution, people, because there is lots of roster Olympics going on right now. Oh, yes. When we're at the first, when we're at the first week of the season, if you see your favorite player or a guy you really like on a holdout list, on an IR, on a practice roster, and you're thinking, why is this person on a practice roster? Why aren't they on an active? Well, there's still some juggling to to finalize things. Like we're in we're in week one. There may be guys that are banged up, but in order to keep those guys on the roster. You know, they've they've gone to IR and then you're giving a rookie maybe that you, when you had a short camp or you only had a, a month to look at guys after a 20 month break. Let's keep a guy on the roster for a couple more weeks, see what he looks like at practice, see what he looks like in the game, get those injured guys back and then maybe release someone. So these are by not any stretch of the imagination final rosters, I don't think. This is definitely a work in progress uh, and a work around some salary cap and some numbers issues over the next little bit, too. Saw Jeremy, yeah, good point. Uh, saw Jeremy Thompson and Dee McLeod in Brampton, and, and Jeremy Thompson presenting the Haudenosaunee flag to the city of Brampton, which will hang in in the Mem Center there now, or Memorial Arena in in Brampton. And Brad, like we've talked about this for a long time, I think the Haudenosaunee flag should be hanging in every single NLL arena. And for me, like. Stop playing the American and the Canadian anthems if that's the issue for you and start playing the Haudenosaunee uh, song in, in the place. If you're worried about time and games starting on schedule and whatever else, like I'd be willing to sacrifice the Canadian and the American anthem just to play the Haudenosaunee anthem. Uh, I've been correct. I, yeah, I think the, the the flag should be hanging in not even every NLL arena, but every, every lacrosse arena barn. that hosts lacrosse yeah. in across Canada. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jumbo, because I think you've, you've spoken about this, but I don't know. I think the flag means a little bit something more than the Haudenosaunee anthem does well, because they don't wasn't even it really like developed to call in sort of recent an- time yeah. and it's not even an anthem yeah it's right? not even, yeah so. it's, they don't really like to refer to it as an anthem the song has a much deeper meaning but they we we told the story on lax class the way they they got back to the world championships and they were like you need to have a song you need an anthem so they more or less like drove to a studio and recorded it right there and then um back in england if i'm not mistaken so it has a little deeper meaning there, but I just like get the flag up and and if if we can't do three anthems, then scrap the other two and and let's just do that one. If uh, if I get a vote on that, which I don't. But regardless, uh, more quick sticks here, Brad. We got to keep moving. The Oklahoma Indians uh, are changing their name and their logo, Brad. I believe this is. I love this. This is. Uh, Gleewood A. Mitchell and uh, Luelis uh, back there as well. The Augustus, like Teddy and I were back there for the Survivors Cup, and I was like uncomfortable calling them the Indians. While even though that's there was their team name, it just it didn't feel right to me. And I, and I said something about it, and they said, you know what, we've been thinking about changing our name for a long time, and they're doing it. So they have a name change and a logo contest going on here, and you can win. I believe it's like 500 bucks maybe uh, for each. If you come up with the winning team name or the winning logo design, you can win yourself some money. This is on my Facebook. Scroll my timeline uh, and you can find this. But I applaud the progressive move here from Aquasasne changing their, their logo and their name away 
from the Indians. Uh, I want to keep moving here, Brad. Uh, check out Kevin Orleman's goalie mask. It is absolutely beautiful. So I'm just going to say that. Uh, find that on social media. It's ridiculous. Panther City, wicked goalie mask. Uh, the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame is starting to crank out the videos, the acceptance speeches from back on November 13th there at the Hall of Fame induction. Two years of classes going in. And uh, they're posting those things up on Facebook and stuff. So if you want to go back and, and just kind of watch uh, all the guys who went in and their acceptance speeches, you can do that now, courtesy of the Hall of Fame, which I think is pretty cool. I also think this is pretty cool. Kylie O'Miller, who has been on the podcast, Brad, friend of the show here. She's coming to Poco uh, December the 21st. Girls, lacrosse, Poco, Poco minor lacrosse. Bringing Kylie O'Miller for a little clinic Literally within a, a launch of a lacrosse ball from my condominium here, Brad. I can walk down to Gates Park here where Kylie O'Miller is going to be on December 21st. Teaching the girls of the Tri-Cities lacrosse. So good on Poco and, and good on Kylie for coming to town. The ALL East had their draft uh, just days ago. If you want to check out all that, some pretty prominent names being drafted into the ALL in the East. XLL spring registration is now open. And if you're looking for a place to ball from January to March, get ready for WLA season or keep sharp uh, just on your lacrosse skills in general. Come out, have some fun. Get at me. XLL registration now open. Uh, what else do I got here? Last one I think I got on Quick Sticks, Brad, is the NLL Pick'em Challenge. Now, I have not dove into this. I just got the press release this morning. And I was a little worried that it was going to conflict with with who you got. Uh, we were kind of be doing the same thing. But that's not the case. The NLL is doing a pick and challenge. But it's literally a, like a 10-question kind of a quiz, I think. And the more questions you get right, the better chance you have to win sort of thing. So this is kind of neat. Uh, i got to dive into this a little bit more. But I just saw this come across my email this morning. The NLL pick and challenge. So we'll keep you posted on all of that. Uh, Brad, uh, that was a lot of quick sticks in a short amount of time. Do you have uh, anything else you'd like to add before we get to break and get to the Hall of Famer, Jim Veltman? I think you summarized the entire world of lacrosse there in the last uh, in the last two or three minutes. So I appreciate you going long-winded on that. Nice summary. You can get a little buzzer that stings at the end of there that says, and now you're up to the in the world of lacrosse. <laughs> I don't. Can I say? I think that's like Don Taylor's. Uh, I know, but I think you should you should adopt that because that's clearly what you just dropped on the people in the last. You're now last up to date minutes. in the world of lacrosse. Uh, well done. Okay, that's good. I might actually just uh, I might just start working that into the program here. Of course, uh, Quick Sticks brought to you by the National Lacrosse League, and I just mentioned it right there. NLL pick them. Uh, they've signed a new deal with Grabio, and they've extended their deal, I should say, with Grabio, a little video content, uh, break down the videos and all that sort of stuff with the NLL as well. So Grabio, that new new deal, new extension there, that's great. NLL pick them contest coming up. You got uh, fanatics.ca, you got the newsletter, you got TSN, ESPN, Game of the Week's coming up. Uh, lots of things happening at the NLL. Check it out, nll.com. For all your information, we appreciate them sponsoring Quick Sticks here on the podcast. Uh, and I meant one more thing here. I've mentioned new sponsor coming on board. I will tell you, it is Rycor Construction. Ryan Mills, Rycor Construction coming on board starting next week. Uh, I'm going to be talking all about 
this guy's company, and I've been checking out his work online as well, so look forward to that. Uh, that's my last quick stick here on EP160. Break time. We're going to the second quarter, and the Hall of Famer, GM of the New York Riptide, coming on back on the podcast here. Jim, Scoop, Veltman, next. Lax Glass, back after this. Hey, this is Lyle Thompson, and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we move into the second quarter. Jake Kelly, Brad Schellner on the podcast here, along with the general manager of the New York Riptide, NOL Hall of Famer as well, Jim Feltman, back on the podcast. Uh, Scoop, welcome back to Lax Class. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. It's good to see you guys uh, again. It's um, been a long time. Oh, my goodness. It, it has. I know we had our Hall of Fame chat uh, quite a while back, but... Now we are just days away from the start of the NLL season, which just, you know, it seemed like it would never come. And then now all of a sudden, here we are. Training camp has wrapped up. Uh, rosters have been tidied up and, and signed, sealed, and delivered here. As a, We'll kind of get into the, to the meat of it here, Jim. But, you know, when you sit back and you, you look at your whiteboard or you, you look back at your entire roster, how are you feeling about things? Uh, well, I feel fresh. I feel new. And I think everybody else does on our team too. I think we've turned over, uh, I think I looked at it with Laddie the other day. I think we're over 80% turnover. So I feel like we're a new franchise to be honest. Yeah. What did I see, Jim? I think just like one or two guys left from the original expansion draft, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. I think Dan McCray was one of them. Uh, I think Ryan Fournier was another. Um, and a couple other guys, Ogoa, uh, Abrams was part of that, I think too. Right. And then of course they picked up Ty Gibson in, um, in the draft, right. In their first year. Lots of, uh, lots of free agent signings coming in, Jim, like what, what's the sales pitch to these guys in the off season? You know, there was a team that obviously, you know, under, under new leadership. So there's some bright side there, but it was a, it was a struggling team in, in year one. And then the long gap. How did you convince some of these these veterans with some good National Lacrosse League minutes to come give the Riptide a chance? Well, you know what? Like, we just wanted to know if they were, wanted to be part of a building program. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And, I mean, everybody knew that we were going to get Jeff Teat when we did in that draft. So I think anybody that's a lacrosse player that wants to play with, you know, arguably one of the best up-and-coming players in the game or the game has seen in quite a while, um, I think a lot of people would jump at that chance. And then a few of the, you know, key moves that we made, I mean, we picked up Callum early in the uh, first unrestricted free agency season. So having those two pieces helped a lot in the sales job, if you will. Yeah, you also pick up Damon Edwards on the back, uh, back end, which, you know, a longtime veteran of this league and, and a great guy in transition. He'll be a nice little injection into your lineup, both from from a production and a, a leadership standpoint, I would think, Jim. Yeah, we haven't announced our captaincy yet, but um, here's a little tip. He's going to be one of them uh, for good reason. Um, we like, you know, we like Damon. He's maybe a quiet guy, kind of leads by example, but he's got the respect of the room. He's got the respect of players already. We're in our fourth week. Uh, we just finished our fourth week of training camp, and you can just see what he brings. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. Um, but not just that, he brings a bit of grit, which Laddie really wanted in his back end. Um, and I think he'll add to that for sure. Who else would you classify as sort of a, a pleasant surprise for you? Maybe someone you didn't know too much about, but really has impressed you over the last month here. 
Uh, well, some of our new guys, well, <laughs> like I said, we're 80% new, but um, that doesn't narrow it down. But some of our younger guys really impressed me. Uh, Andy Borgatti was one of our draft picks um, in the first draft that we had. And then this past draft, Bryce Tony really surprised us. He's going to be on our active roster. And another guy that we picked up from Philadelphia is uh, a lengthy guy. Uh, his, his name's Matt Marigny. He also surprised us as well. And then I didn't know how good Scott Dominey was until he actually played for us in our exhibition games. He's a real exciting player that is one of those gritty in your face kind of guys. Um, so we really like him as well. And, and on offense, I would say like Larson Sundown has been a, a nice surprise. Yeah. I uh, compare him and maybe it's not fair, but I compare him to kind of a Kimbo Squire type player. Yeah. Um, and then we picked up uh, Connor Kernan as well. And, He's been fitting in nicely to our offense as well. How about uh, Kieran McCardle, Javelman? This is a guy that I think has really worked hard at his craft, not only at the game of lacrosse, but the the aspect of box lacrosse in particular. Like he's a guy that's been he's he's cut his teeth now, and now he's like he's got his feet and knees, and and he's up to his hips in 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 the pool now. And he's one of those other gritty guys that he's not afraid to, to shy away from the, the rough stuff here. And, and he's, he's producing for you and gotten better each and every year. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you, Jumbo. I mean, he's a guy that when you look at him, you go, wow, that's, he's fairly small frame, but he's not afraid to mix it up and get in the dirty areas. And we like that about him. I mean, he had a successful PLL season. He's a great field lacrosse player, but you know, that never necessarily translated into box. And he's, someone who's really worked at it and he spent that time in Toronto. I think he learned a lot um, from those Toronto guys. And then he carried that over into New York, which is his hometown. Uh, so that's nice for us too, to have a local boy, but um, he's that versatile guy. Like we weren't sure if we were going to use him on the back end or the offensive end, to be honest, because we had a lot of firepower up front. So, and what's nice about Kieran is he's welcoming any kind of opportunity whether it's back end, offensive end, so we like his attitude too. So where did you where did you land with him then? Is he going to be out the O gate as a lefty there? He is uh, with the Lomas injury that kind of made that uh, a moot point. Um, Lomas went down in the summer, as most people know, with an Achilles tear. How's that coming? So along he's recovering you? from that. How's that coming? Uh, he tells me it's, it's going real well. Yeah. No, he's been at every training camp. Uh, he's walking around. The boot is off. Uh, he feels comfortable. He's now in rehab. He's trying to, you know, get it up to game speed. He says he's aiming for February, March area. That's what he's aiming for. But as we know, with these injuries, you just don't know, right? Like it's one thing to say you're going to come back, but are you going to be there, you know, game speed, 100%. I mean, that you can't tell until you actually get out there, which a lot of guys is funny that, you you know, we mentioned this is a training camp. A lot of guys are training on their own. But nothing really mimics the game of lacrosse. Like it's just, you know, trying to react to somebody else's movements. It just can't be mimicked in the gym. And a lot of these guys figured that out during our training camp too. Yeah. Speaking with the GM of the New York Riptide, Jim Veltman. Of course, you lose my my guy in, in Andrew Suter to retirement. Uh, best of luck to him. Uh, in the afterlife there, if you will, uh, Jay Thornbird will, will be your primary face-off man, I would think, Jim. Yeah, what we like about Jay is that he can stay in play. Right. I mean, you know, last year I think they ran in a situation where they actually had a Fogo, which is, you know, face-off, get-off guy. And, and unfortunately, in this game, especially in box with the tight, confined area, 
you know, yeah, you'll win the draw, but you'll get stripped of it two seconds later if you're not good at finding the outlets, finding the exits and, and where to go with it. So we like Jay for that reason. Um, to be honest, you know, he was part of a package deal when we sent John Wagner during the draft over to Rochester and he came with uh, Daryl Robertson and himself. And then we actually picked up Ty Thompson with that pick we got from them. And we're happy with those three pieces. They're all going to be part of our, our team this year going forward. And, and Jay, I wasn't sure. I had him in New England a couple of years ago as an assistant coach, and I liked his attitude. He's a great guy to have around. Um, he was fairly, he, he was bigger back then, to be honest. He's come to training camp probably 10 to 20 pounds lighter. Um, and I asked him after training camp, I said, you know what, you seem to be moving a lot better. And you seem to be getting into, you know, lanes, which you couldn't do two years ago better. And he said, you know what, Jim, he says, I feel much better than two years ago, to be honest. And he's showing it. So kudos to him. I mean, everybody's thinking he's in the twilight of his career, but he seemed to rejuvenate it here. You know, I really thought that a lot of the veterans over this 20 month gap that some of them would just lose out their roster spots to young guys coming in. But it really sounds like talking to some other GMs and coaches, Jim, that the layoff has kind of helped the, the veterans they've, they've taken reps off and their bodies have sort of recovered. And some of these guys that are in their early thirties are feeling better than ever. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Brad. Um, when I talk to those veteran guys, that's what they're saying. They're saying, you know, I've never taken a season off of lacrosse, whether it's summer or winter. A lot of these guys, you know, they're used to playing hurt. They're used to playing injured. It's that kind of sport. You know, it's not, you know, a baseball where you're, playing 162 games, it's 18 games for a reason because these guys get beat up from week to week. And, and that carries over into another season, just a nagging, whether it's a hamstring or a quad strain or shoulder injury or whatever. So a lot of our guys have felt better than they've ever felt. And that injury side of things, we've tried to, during our training camp, we had a strength and conditioning guy come in to make sure that we got our proper stretches, our proper recovery time. Uh, Laddie and the coaches did a good job of pacing out our training camp. So we didn't go like necessarily 100% right from the first training camp. So we've tried to ramp it up and now we're getting into the season coming next weekend and we think we're ready. A couple of more minutes here with Jim Veltman. Uh, I got to ask you about your goaltenders, Skip. Uh, Steven Orleman, who you picked up, I would imagine will slide into the number one spot. And is it, is it going that's going to be backing up this year? Well, we got, you know what? I, I don't even call him one you know, one and two, I call them one, a one B to okay. be honest. It's, okay. it's going to be a competition. There's no givens and, and that's all over the floor. That's not just in well, their tell position. Me that. Who's starting this weekend then, Jim, can you tell me that? No, I can't. <laughs> that's, uh, that's up to my coach. I'll, I tried, uh, I'll I, tried I, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. No, you, you need to, that's good. But you know what, to be honest, they both played really well for us in training camp. Um, during their exhibition games, we think we gave them equal minutes. Um, it's really, you know, like I said, one, a one B at this point, we're, we're not seeing a clear number one right now. Um, and we're, to be honest, we're not in a position or, or expect these young guys. Like I think Goa has what, maybe seven games under his belt and that's it. And Steve hasn't played a minute in the NLL. So to expect these guys to be number ones right away, that just takes time. Any number one in this league will tell you that they weren't a number one, their first day of camp. I mean, there's very few Christian Del Biancos out there. Uh, it takes time, and that's okay. We're willing to give them that time. But in the meantime, we need to win games. It's yeah. not about, you know, training on the go. We can't afford that in this league, and it's a tough league to train in. So 
they have to be ready and we're going to ride the hot hand. That's kind of how we're going to do it this year is we're going to ride the hot hand. If there's somebody winning a couple games in a row, um, now not 17, 16 games, but if they're manageable <laughs> games, then uh, we're going to ride the hot hand. That's kind of our, our model for this year. How's the workload going to go for, for young Jeffrey Teat, Jim? Like this is a guy who probably could be a, a general and a quarterback on any team in the National Lacrosse League as a rookie, but you've got one of those on the other side in Callum Crawford. Like how are those two going to balance out the ball carrying and the workload in that offensive end? They're going to be on the floor as many times as they want. <laughs> They, they bring so much talent, those two guys. It's amazing. Like uh, Jeff's a, an interesting player. Like he he's one of those players where the game slows down for him and he lets the game come to him. Uh, I was actually talking to Ty Gibson today and he mentioned that because I said, how would you describe Jeff? Like He's kind of a quiet guy and, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm treating him like he wants to be treated. And Ty Gibson says, no, you'll, you'll find that he's a guy that just lets the game come to him. He doesn't try to to overdo the game. Like Callum's a little bit different, right? Callum brings his energy and his jumpiness and he does like, you know, interesting creative things all over the floor. And then you look on Jeff on the other side, he's more of a, okay, well, what's the defense giving me? How much little space do I need? And he, he needs very little space, uh, which we found out this weekend. Like he threw a low to high shot, short side, top corner, two goals in a row. And it was just an unreal shot. Uh, I didn't see that corner, but obviously he saw something. And that's Jeff Tees. He sees the game in a different way than most of us see it. Uh, I would almost say all of us, uh, Jim. <laughs> it's crazy the vision that kid has. Uh, what can we expect uh, there in, in Long Island? I know Rich Lisk and, and company have been working hard selling tickets and, and promos and all the rest of it. Uh, what can fans expect inside the, the stadium for Riptide games coming up this year? Well, you know, like most NLL stadiums, we're going to be loud and proud and we're going to have music rolling. We got the mascot going. We got dancers. We got all that other, that stuff. And Rich and his staff behind the scenes are slowly selling a lot of season tickets. And we're really happy with that. I mean, I think there are over a thousand season tickets already, which is, I think uh, three times more than what they sold last year. Awesome. So we're already at that kind of mar benchmark and it's just getting better and better. And I think as you guys know, when people come and they watch this game and they see the game for the first time, they're usually there uh, for the next few times as well. So that's our model. We're just going to bring in people uh, as much as possible into the building, show them a good time, make sure that they're having a good time for a couple hours, have a good product on the floor that they can be proud of. And let's face it, we need to put wins together. We can't be one and twelve. That, that helps get fans in the building. Too, right? Win, wins usually help get fans in the building too. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I lived it, and I know all about it. And there is a bit of that pressure in this league, right? Because we are a ticket-driven league. Although it's been nice to to have ESPN and TSN sign on with us, well, so we're no, we're pretty excited about that. The one team, no TSN game of the week, the New York Riptide, but I'm imagining you're probably going to be on ESPN every single week. I, I got myself one of those uh, Amazon Fire Sticks now, Brad. I don't know if I told you about this, but I can watch any ESPN channel at any time now. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, you're going to have to give me the, the login to that app then, brother. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Jim, one more for you. Your first game is this weekend. It's finally here. It's been a long time coming. You got the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday. Um, how do you prepare? Like, what What kind of film can you watch? How can you get ready for a game um, with a team that's going to look completely different? Your team looks completely different. This is kind of starting from absolute scratch. So how are you prepping for Saturday night? 
Well, I mean, the league, the league requires that you actually film all your exhibition games. So obviously we'll have film on Rochester, but as you guys know, people aren't using necessarily their final lineups in exhibition games, Mm -hmm. but this past weekend is a good indicator for most teams. Most teams were down to their last few cuts if they did make cuts. Um, So we're going to be looking at that game film, but to be honest, we're just going to take care of ourselves. Like we think, we have a decent team right now. We're riding a bit of confidence after the exhibition games. Not that that's, you know, the be all end all and we're going to the playoffs or anything like that. But, you know, anytime you win, it feels good. And I think that's what we need to do with some of the guys we have on our team. It's, there was a lot of loss and losing last year and we don't want to get used to it. So we're going to, you know, give it our best effort this weekend and we're going to bring our game. And I think that's what's important. And that's what our coaches have been uh, preaching so far is, the principles and all the ideas that we're going to bring to the table as opposed to worrying about the other team too much. Just uh, shut down that offensive dynamo, Paul Dawson, and you should be just fine, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Has he reinvented himself? Oh, he's lighting up the Rock Elite League apparently all summer long, so uh, I think he's on a heater right now. Uh, Jim, this was fantastic. Best of luck to to you and your Riptide this weekend and for uh, the upcoming season as well. Really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to crossing paths here uh, over the next few months. No, thank you guys too. I love the lacrosse classifier. I listen every week. So you guys put a good product out too. So I appreciate that. Appreciate it, Jim. There he is. 47 time national lacrosse league champion, Jim Veltman right there, bro. No, I'm just kidding. It's like 10 or something like that. <laughs> it's like one on, one on every finger and the way that this team is building, maybe there's one as uh down the road as a, as a general manager as well. And I'll appreciate the time of Jim Veltman. There you go. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this Riptide team can do this year. The other team, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do, and we're going to get to see them for, for the very first time. It's Panther City Lacrosse Club. Another Hall of Famer coming up in quarter number three. Tracy Koleski joins us next. Lacrosse Classified is back after this. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is NLL Crew Chief Todd LeBranche. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class. Second half action is a go. We're into the third quarter, but before we uh, get into it here, i got to tell you about our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. Over 40 years of experience down there in Coquitlam. Family-owned, focusing on ethics and quality. Need a label, need a package, Associated Labels and Packaging is where you want to go. Thanks to them for their continued support. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast, NLL Hall of Famer, head coach of the Panther City Lacrosse Club, Tracy Koleski. How are you, friend? I'm doing well, Jumbo. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, man. Always a pleasure to talk lacrosse with you. And this uh, particular episode and this particular interview is... All about Panther City Lacrosse. Uh, your first training camp has officially wrapped up. So why don't you just start there? How did training camp go? It was phenomenal. And I don't know if it was uh, the two years off, the sabbatical or, or what, but I'm like just blown away with, with just the tempo and the speed of the game, right? It's like it's bigger, faster, stronger. 
I don't remember it ever being that fast when we played jumbo. It's like, it's crazy. (laughs) You know, it's crazy what those, what what guys are doing out there first and foremost. And obviously we had rookie camp and, you know, some of our draft picks early before our main camp and, uh, you know, even blown away there. And then knowing that it was going to pick up another level once we brought in, you know, all the vets and, you know, free agents and guys that have played in the league, but yeah, you know what, uh, training camp's done. Um, certainly, certainly excited about, you know, the group of men that we have selected and, and, you know, even more excited about just kind of that process that we worked through, working with Cheater, working with Toller. Did he make it through camp, Tracy Toller? I saw him huffing water bottles around mm-hmm. in the in the video there. He was barking. Like, he, he looked like he was going through training camp himself, too. Yeah, no, always uh, always bringing the passion. Totally, totally. No, he's, uh, it was good. Like I said, we never worked together, right, as well as we've known each other. and. Yeah. And Teeter, you know, we've never had an opportunity to work together. And, How was all know, that? How was all that? I mean, that's three pretty big personalities, all phenomenal players back in your careers as well, but all kind of guys from different areas. And and like you said, you kind of knew each other, but never worked with each other. How'd all that go? No, it was great. It was, uh, again, I think, you know, from my perspective and uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, I've always had a hard time. You know, I started my own business with Evolve Lacrosse and I was always in the trenches and just very hands-on myself. And you know, one of the things I did learn from, you know, some of the, some of the veteran guys, Paulie Day, Mike Hazen, is you certainly have to delegate. And, you know, when we, when we hired, you know, Teeter and Toler both, it's like, Hey, these guys are, you know, obviously very educated, um, you know, head coaches in their own regard, um, have coached a lot of lacrosse. And, and for me, it was, you know, I was excited just to, to feed off their energy and, you know, learn from them, you know, what they're doing both on, on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively and let those guys cultivate, um, you know, the culture that we have and, um, and, and continue to grow, which was, uh, yeah, again, ha- having not worked with them, it was, it was certainly a lot of fun. And I'm just, it, it, it even makes me more excited to, to kind of continue on this path. So what, what is that culture? You guys got to start this from scratch, basically, which is, I think, every lacrosse nerd's um, dream to sort of build a team from scratch and put your own stamp on it. How do you, would you characterize this, uh, this Panther City roster that you put together? Well, you know, for me, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I always love going to the rink, you know, and, and, and again, we were off for two years and, um, you know, I look at it as, as therapy and, you know, when I played, it was like the weekends, when the weekend ended, you were, you were dreading it, you know, and with that being said, you know, the, as the week was going on, you're anxiously waiting for the weekend to come. And, and certainly we've done that with the group of men, like it, it's, it's, it's a fun locker room to be around. Um, you know, the culture is, you know, who's kidding who we're, we're going to make mistakes. Uh, we've never played together, but, you know, collectively we want to make sure the guys are coming in and putting their hard helmets on their work boots on. And, and, you know, the time that we have together, it, it's business, right. Earn the respect of your teammates um, first and foremost by, you know, by showing up and playing and competing. Um, and, and then secondly, like, again, we'll, we'll have the opportunity to go play against opponents and, and showcase them what we have as well. But, um, you know, again, I just think that, that, that culture of wanting to go to the rank and, and guys are excited about it. Um, guys are all ears. And again, we, we talked about it at, from day one, collectively, we're going to go at this, right? No, no one person is bigger than the team. And, and that's my mindset. And that's, you know, truth be told, that's, that's the mindset I was on when I was on championship teams. It was, uh, inclusive to everybody and everybody was, uh, everybody was a piece of it. Speaking with the head coach of Panther City Lacrosse, Tracy Koleski, I, I'm not sure really where to begin here. I know you just rolled out the, the rosters on social. Maybe we'll start from the goaltenders out here, TK. Uh, 
By the way, Kevin Orleman's goalie mask, which I mentioned off the top of the show, holy cow, is that thing ever looking pretty? <laughs> yeah, dynamite, right? Yeah. Uh, so you got Corley and, and Nick Demude, um, who you picked first up from, from San Diego, and I, I think that's a real nice foundation for you in goal. A couple of young goaltenders, and, and Nick, who got some experience there a, a couple of years ago, um, these guys can push each other and grow together with your team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we'll start at the goaltending, of course, but across the board, we have healthy competition. And, you know, both of them have, you know, arguably had, you know, outstanding, um, you know, performances when they played. And, um, you know, my intention, and I've been very transparent with both goalies, our intention was to rotate them, and, and we will rotate them. You know, it's it's basically who's going will play. Um, throughout training camp, we we kind of rode uh, – Mr. Mr. Orderman, because he, you know, he started well in, in our first game against Albany, let in one, and then, you know, lo and behold, uh, De- Mr. Demude comes in and, and only lets in one as well, right? So, you know, game two was, was similar, you know, obviously we played Roch and we rolled out early to start and, and Demude came in and finished it up and did a great job with cleanup and we, we finished that, that cadence in, uh, uh, in our last game against New York. But Again, I think healthy competition. Those guys are both chomping at the bit. They're both have been starters, um, you know, with their junior team, and and they're both wanting to be starters. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go at it with that mindset that you know we have two goaltenders that can play on any given night and and, and let them compete and continue to uh, battle for that for that you know so called um, starter spot. Sensing a trend on the back end a little bit with names like Chad Cummings and Matt Hosick and some real horses back there. Um, how impressed are you with this? with this D group you put together? Yeah, well, no kidding. I think it was no disguise on how we went about our, our expansion drafts, right, with with the defense and the depth that we have there on the back end. And, uh, yeah, no, you know, those guys were awesome. You know, some young guys that came in, Dylan Hutchison, Jordan Trache came in and, and were, were outstanding for us. You know, Jeremy Thompson, you know, you can never, you know, his, he's always got a smile on his face. He's bringing a ton of energy, Zellers. Um, you know, we the, the list goes on and on. Like, it's... Uh, well, it seems to me, Tracy, you have like, I'm looking at the entire roster here and you got some great veteran guys like Banesh and Thompson. And then you got that kind of that middle tier with guys like Hossick and Sellers and, and Will Malcolm who have been around the league for a few years. And then you got another kind of group that is just entering the national lacrosse league and, and going to be playing their first games or their rookie or their sophomore years. It's, it's kind of a nice little three level tier of guys that have been around a while, know how to get it done. That next crop that's been there and they're starting to push to the next level. And then the new guys that have come in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you look at that, you know, how we went about it and um, I think it, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, it's the older guys are kind of mentoring the younger ones. And, and with that being said, the younger guys are coming in and, and trying to make a name for themselves and are hungry and are chomping at the bed and, and certainly bring a, a, a different uh, element to the, to the equation as well. Right. So yeah, no, we're, I'm ecstatic, you know, and again, I think like, that was, that was part of our process uh, you know, eight months ago, you know, when we had the expansion, it was like, Hey, let's, uh, again, we had an idea of the culture again, making it a, a, a team that it's theirs. Right. And bringing in some, some guys that, that have an understanding of the game can help, you know, some of the youngsters that we brought in, um, and, and certainly bringing in young guys that are, uh, you know, <laughs> for lack of better terms, full of piss and vinegar and, and, and wanting to go. Right. So, uh, I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, our leadership's done a great, uh, great job early and, 
our young guys have done a fantastic job as well. Well, let me stop you there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, th- I look to guys like Taylor Stewart, Liam Patton, who are really going to pull on the rope here and show the younger guys how to get it done. You got Triolo coming in, um, who I've been impressed with, and, of course, uh, Patty Dodds, uh, who went high in the draft. You just mentioned leadership group, TK. I don't know if you can break it out here on Lax Class uh, right now in here, but uh, have you named your captain and alternates for the upcoming year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we, like our social media did, uh, they announced that Chad Cummings was going to wear RC um, in in a room full of uh, leaders. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was an easy pick, you know, so to speak, like Chad, you know, brings all those intangibles. He's obviously, uh, you know, stalwart on the back end. And And a guy that can be your captain for a lot of years to come, right, Tracy? Yeah. And and that was important, right. Is, is, you know, we, we have a plan. Um, you know, we're going to go out and compete this year and, you know, and, and, and try to win a national, like a national league championship. Like that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Um, but ultimately it's, uh, you know, we're, we're building here and he's a, he's a great guy to build around. And again, we have a room full of leaders that you look at, you know, Connor Zellers, who's a natural born leader. You know, we, we didn't give him a letter, not that I think he needed it, nor did Chad need it. Um, you know, uh, Haas is going to wear an A for us. Um, as well as, as Ryan Benash, who, okay. you know, is arguably going to be, well, not arguably, he's definitely a lock for, for Hall of Fame. And Ryan's a guy that even when we had our rookie camp, you know, he was out. Um, he was teaching the young guys some of the subtleties and, you know, the finer points of the game, which is what we're all about. So, you know, having having those guys um, wear our letters and, and Jeremy Thompson's going to wear it, like him and Haas are going to split. Um, Jeremy Thompson, again, you can't. <laughs> his passion for the game and again his 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 knowledge of the game and just what he's all about um you know i could i could i could have listed any like a lot of our guys to be assistants and again even those guys don't need to wear letters but like really thrilled about having those guys and and the rest of the guys lead our group into uh into our inaugural year did benny did well, you mean sorry you Brad, mentioned benny that's, not, that's another guy who's I a happy go lucky him, guy you never see I a smile off the face but like uh, you know again we're sensing we're sensing the trends here and you can really see it this this team's already got personality and haven't even hit the floor yet um i want to ask you we're not going to see donnie until next year jonathan donville your first overall pick but you do have another first round pick who uh who cracked the roster and Nathan Grennan. What do we expect out of him in his rookie season? Uh, he's a young player, right? And, and we're gonna we're gonna cultivate all the, the skill set that he has. And you know, he's again, he like talk about energy, you know, talk about passion. You know, he checks those boxes and he's got a skill set, right? And um he's a guy that he he'll love he loves getting to the dirty areas. Um and, and certainly will go to the net hard with it as well. And um the kid uh <laughs> Uh, good, good, bad, or indifferent. He doesn't always a rookie, you know. And and I think that's at, at times can be uh, a real good thing. He has, you know, he has swagger, he has confidence. Um, we, again, we're going to harness that, and we're going to, you know, point him in the right direction. And the good thing is we've got a great leadership group and surrounded with guys like Benny um, on the offensive side that can can harness that and help him go in the right direction. But from a skill perspective, and you know, passion and um, you know, a uh, will to, to kind of go out and do what he does. Uh, yeah, I've been thrilled with his play. One last thing on Betty. Did it, did he get anybody with the butter foot during team dinner, this training camp, uh, 
you know what that is? Uh, they they did have a couple of team meals. I'm not sure, um, I st- I, uh, but I'm sure I'm sure he's done some sort of antics, as as we know Benny likes to do. I still uh, have a stain on on one of my pairs of shoes from from Minnesota that I still got. Uh, it wasn't ketchup. It wasn't uh, the ketchup. No, it was no, butter. It was butter. Just garlic butter, and it just like it, I washed stuck in there. Just didn't come out. Man. Doesn't come out. No. Doesn't come out. No. New uh, dad, by the way, Ram yeah, Shout out Ram uh, and hopefully that family's. Uh, Doing well. I'll pick up something you mentioned, like championship or bus. You kind of mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Tracy, but I was going to ask you kind of off the top, was that, what was the goal this year? Like, do you have wins in mind or is it playoffs? But sounds like you're coming in with a real winning mentality. And this is a team that, that wants to go all the way. Well, I think, you know, one of the things I did evolve too much about some of the stuff that we talk about as a group, but um, truth be told, the mindset is, you know, we're no longer an expansion team. Like we were an expansion team when we had the expansion draft. After that, um, I mean, obviously we picked that we had we picked in the entry draft, no different than anybody else. We had training camp just like everybody else. So in my mind, we're one of 14 teams competing for a national league championship, right? And and that's the mindset that I have. And you know, history tells us where you know we're not going to win, you know, as as an expansion club because I don't know if there is one that has ever won. But but our mindset is is go out and and compete every night, and you know we're, we're measured on wins and losses. But more importantly for me, and one of the things that we've talked about as a group is is uh, we collectively grow week in and week out right and again i know it's cliche-ish but it's like hey we are a young group we haven't played together um we're gonna it's gonna take some time to get some chemistry but ultimately um yeah it, it is a championship we want to go out and compete and, and and stick to the process and week by week um get better as we go along couple more minutes here with the head coach of Panther City, Tracy Koleski. And and uh, you got to tell me, man, how are ticket sales going down there at Dickey's Arena? What kind of things uh, can, can fans expect? I know you guys have really tried to immerse yourself in the community since you arrived. And, and it looks like you guys have been doing a great job at that. But uh, how are ticket sales going? And, and what's going to be happening inside Dickey's Arena around lacrosse game? Like, can we expect maybe like some bull riding competitions and stuff at halftime? What's going on? I think that's, I think that's a question for our marketing team. You know, I, I, I you know, I don't, I haven't even asked, I haven't even asked those questions and I, I know I'm excited to get there. Um, and I know our, our, our guys are excited to play in front of the fans. Like we were down there for one of our training camps and the guys certainly immerse themselves in the community. Like, and, that, and that's what we're all about. Right. And again, no different than, you know, the, the wins and loss columns, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a process of, you know, I'm sure getting fans in there, but, Ultimately, our job is to to lure those fans in with the, the style of play that we're playing, and you know, and and, and come in with a you know the blue collar mentality, go out and earn it, and and you know get up and down the floor, and certainly play a, a game that's uh, exciting for our fans to watch, which is going to be a physical and, and fast paced game, and and you know ultimately hopefully score a lot of goals as well, right? Philadelphia Wings Saturday night, first time in action for PCLC. Um, how do you prep for a team that you haven't seen? How do you prep for a game where, yeah, when you guys haven't played yet and there's really nothing for Philadelphia to go on because so much has changed on that roster, but you've been there, you've been in that locker room, you've been with, with Paul Dave for so long. Um, you know, how do, how do you plan for Saturday night? Uh, no different than I, I think we're going to plan, you know, uh, six weeks from now or seven weeks from now, you know, obviously we got our scout on, on, you know, what, what, you know, the, their personnel and, you know, their strengths and weaknesses as a group. Um, I have a, an idea of what they're going to do both offensively and defensively, but, um, you know, ultimately they got, my mentality has always been um, back to when I was a player and even when I'm a coach, we worry about what we do. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be prepared. We're going to be uh, in tune with what they're doing. 
Um, again, we've, we've got a great scouting team with Jordan Cornfield and, you know, Teeter and Toller have done a fantastic job. Um, we're going to, we're going to prep for them. You know, we're going to, we're going to watch video, but also we're going to, we're going to stick to what our six, what, what's going to allow us to have success. You know, we're going to, we're going to play good D we're going to get up and down the floor and we're going to have our offense play fast and furious and, and bang. So, um, we're going to stick to our, our, our principles, our guiding principles, uh, you know, on the defensive end, the offensive end and in and, and, and between the lines. Um, and and really go out and just compete and 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 will our way uh, to victory. Hopefully, I'll tell you what, Trace, I'm ready to like strap it on here, man, and get out there and drop the gloves with somebody after uh, listening to you here for the last 15 minutes. I'm excited for you and in, in Panther City to roll out here, man. It's been a long time coming for you guys. I know you put a lot of work in into getting ready here for the upcoming season, Tracy. I look forward to. Seeing you guys out there on the turf at Dickey's Arena. Brad, you good? Good. All right. Best of luck this season, JC. We'll see you. We'll see you down the road. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. It's awesome. Thanks. Pre- appreciate it. There is Hall of Famer Tracy Koleski, head coach of Panther City. TK, Toller, and Teeter. How about that combination? Uh, the boys are in good hands there on the Panther City bench. I'll say that. And, and being led by the big boss there and Bob Hamley. Yeah, you're right. And you said it best. Like he's talking at the end there. You're like, I want to run through a wall. And I was about to say the same thing. Like just Tracy Koleski comes with a winning mentality. Like he's won wherever he's been. Um, He's a, he's a fierce competitor and it's, it, it, it was oozing through that interview. I can only imagine what, what that's like coming from a bench and coming to the group that's on the floor in front of him. Like, that that they're they're not going to take any shit. They're not an expansion team. <laughs> they're ready to win right now. And, you know, it's it, it reminds me kind of of what of what San Diego did a couple of years ago when they jumped into the league, right? And they had Josh Anderson and, and Pat Merrill and Bill Greer and those personalities behind the bench. This bench, I think, kind of built, built similarly. These are guys that, that uh, have won at every stage and. And and it's win time now. Like, let's go, baby. And yeah. that sounds like a fun well, team. Not, sounds not, like an aggressive team. And it sounds like they got the, the right people behind the bench to make it happen. They're not going to accept anything less than maximum effort from those guys. And if they get that, they're going to win their fair share of games. I have no doubt about it, man, uh, looking at their roster. So great chat there with Tracy Koleski. Let's get to break, Brad. One more quarter to go, and it's a biggie. We got lots to talk about in the fourth quarter. Who you got? Lads class locks. Coming up next here on episode 160, Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Wesley Bird from the San Diego Seals. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box across. And now it's time for another round of Who You Got. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we move ourselves into the fourth quarter of action. That means no more breaks here on Lax Class. I forgot to mention Stampede Tack off the top of the program as well. So I want to give those guys a shout out. But we're going to talk a lot about Stampede Tack here in quarter four as well as... uh, Boys, uh, let's let's get him back in here, Brad. Uh, our old buddy Evan Schemenauer is back on the podcast and joining us now. Evan, welcome back to Lax Class. It's been a while, my friend. How are you? Oh, it's been a it's been an interesting six months. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, won't get into too many details, but needless to say, a landmark court case in the middle of it all. Yeah, so, you got a lot yeah. going on family wise. I know you've been busy at work as well, but uh, getting excited for the upcoming NLL season, and and of course your Saskatchewan Rush. Uh, 
look to be in the mix for another championship run, which is exciting for you and for them. Uh, what else going on back there in the team, man? I kind of miss that place. Not a whole lot. Well, Snowing I mean, the curling trials were on this past weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know? Cold yet? Uh, I'm going to be there in on December 10th. So, is it? Will there be snow on December 10th for the TSN game of the week, Calgary well, and see, Saskatchewan? It's supposed to get hot tomorrow, so everything we got is probably going to melt away. And, Thank God. Thank God. Oh, 50 50 chance, but you know what? December 10th, it could be minus 30, minus 40 for all we care. Yeah. <laughs> I care. I, I, I care big time. <laughs> pack a coat. Just pack a coat. You'll be fine. Uh, Evan, the reason we we got you back on the podcast here is, uh, well, of course, you're your former co-host and a friend of mine, but uh, we got uh, who you got making its return to the pod here. But before we kind of get into who you got, I need you to kind of run down, well, a couple of things. I need you to explain first how who you got is going to work this season because it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past. And then once we get past that hurdle, (coughs) excuse me, I want you to walk the listeners through on how to register for who you got. takes a couple minutes and uh, a couple of steps, but once you've done it once, then you're good to go. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So let's begin with how to play who you got this season. So no more Google Docs like we had in the past and no more crazy spreadsheets to keep track of the standings. Uh, we do have a uh, office pool online. It's with Office Pool Junkie. So you go to officepooljunkie.com and register. Once you're registered, you simply click on join a pool, look for who you got, and the password is lax class, and it is that simple. Okay, we'll so, have the links up on uh, my Facebook and my Twitter account, the show's Twitter account as well. Brad will retweet that. You'll retweet that. We'll put the link up there for easy access. And if you want to skip the the whole searching thing, I think we can probably find a way to put the, the, the pool ID in there, which might save the people some time as well, right? Yeah, if you want to copy and paste, go for it. It's a little bit of a complex one. That's why I suggest just searching for who yeah. you got. But Or yeah. Stampede Tack. You can search for Stampede Tack as well. Don't forget. Two T's on who you got. Who you two, got. T's on who you, two, two T's on who you got. Two T's on Elliot. Two T's on who you got. That is the whole thing behind that. Uh, yeah, so continue on here. And then basically how it's going to work this year, a little bit different in that it is a confidence pool. So. In the past, we had a ton of tie breaks because it was based on who just happened to pick the most right that week. Right. We're trying to eliminate some of these tie breaks. So what's going to happen is every week, you're going to put eight points down on the game you are most confident in your winner. So you're just picking a straight up winner, no lines, no anything like that. You're going to put eight points down on that. You're going to put seven points down on this game you're second most confident and all the way down until we get to what? how many ever games games there are that week uh, so tell, if there's only three us, games it's eight seven six right so tell us why it's eight and and why we might not go down to one on any given week here so eight is the most games there is in any one week so i believe it's week 17 or something like that there are eight games so in that one you will pick everything from eight to one in week one you'll pick everything from eight to two just because there's seven games. Right. So some weeks there'll be five games. It'll be eight to four or whatever it is, but you're always going to start with eight and that eight goes towards the game that you are most confident in that the winner that you pick is going to win that game. Right. The tie break, the, the system only allows us one tie break. So the tie break is 
the combined score in the last game of the week. Total goals combined. So Buffalo Calgary is the bottom game week one, right? That's the last game listed. So you are predicting the total amount of goals between both teams for the final tiebreaker. Correct. And if we're still tied somehow, I got a cowboy hat upstairs from Stampede Tech, and that's how we're going to basically pick a winner. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get too many ties with this system. So I'm I'm looking forward to this setup. Uh, you boys have, have made your picks already. I've made my picks. Uh, d- is there anything else we need to lay out before we get into this? Uh, weekly prize from Stampede oh, Tech course. for the winner. Yes. So Kevin Michael Winkler and the gang there at Stampede Tech and Westernware are back on board, of course. And we'll provide a weekly and a grand prize here this year. Uh, so weekly prize is going to be something a little bit different. Kevin is going to pick out something each week, whether it be a new toque from Carhartt or maybe a Wrangler t-shirt or a cowboy hat. We don't know yet. That's going to be surprise for each weekly winner. And the grand prize going up once again here for Stampy Tax, who you got pair of Blundstones and some other goodies to go along with it. Uh, grand total prize of, well, around $300 retail, which uh, pretty exciting stuff here. I know our, our past champion, Evan, is quite excited to try and defend his title. He is. And one nice thing about this uh, online pool is you can actually set an auto-pick function. Yes, we didn't so, talk about that. And, and I would suggest you do it because if you happen to miss a week, because you actually have up until, the, the, I think, the start of the first game to get your picks in. Right. If you happen to miss a week, the computer will at least pick something for you. You're not getting a zero, hopefully. Yeah. You can either, and I think there are option, there's an option there to pick all the away teams or all the home teams or randomize it. So definitely take advantage of that. But while you're listening to this podcast, just hop on Office Pools. Uh, office office pool junkie. Office pool junkie. Red login set register your accounts. I think it's just your email and your name, nothing else. You'll get a verification email and then you're good to go. Search up who you got, Stampy Tack, and away you go. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. I think that's it. I think now, Brad and Evan, it's time. Now, people, I, I want you to know I spent a crazy amount of time putting this new intro together for who you got i really hope you enjoy it it's time once again to play your favorite podcast game who you got who you got got all right there you go uh production at its finest right there uh if you didn't get the tie in hey. that's the who slightly better slightly better than lacrosse the nation okay. just just a smidge i think your your production credits or production uh quality is is heading in the right direction so that's a that's a positive i appreciate it. the who that was the who of course and and the song was who are you and uh you also heard me in there a little bit as well 
A little too much, I think. Yeah, well, hey, deal with it. Uh, I didn't see you around the production meeting, so uh, that's what you get here, folks. Uh, all right, boys, let's let's play who you got here. I don't uh, I don't know who gets to go first or who go, gets to go last. I'm not even sure it really matters with this type of setup that we got here in week one anyways. Uh, there's no real advantage or disadvantage, is there? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll go first on the first game because I'm interested to see where you guys land on this one. So what are we going to do here? We're going to pick like our most confident game, right? Or are we going to start at the top and work our way down and tell it? Let's just work our way down. What the heck? Okay. Uh, All right, go ahead. You're up, Evan. Who you got? So game one is Vancouver, San Diego. Now, I don't know if you guys are allowed to pick against your own team. Oh, this is a little dicey here, Evan. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm uh, 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 My confidence is pretty high on this one, as is the odds on cool bet. Let's put it that way. The Seals take this one. I don't, uh, Vancouver, I think, is still a couple years away from being a real contender. So for now, give me the seals on this one. Okay, what number did you put besides seven? That? Okay, that's a seven for you. A seven for Evan Seals over Vancouver. Brad, you're up. I'm not confident in in this game really at all. And yes, we can pick against the Vancouver Warriors. It's not it's not good to walk through the arena and pick against the Vancouver Warriors. But I'm not picking against the Vancouver Warriors here in week number one. You know, this is a team that had a brilliant preseason. They were putting up putting up good numbers against the teams that they played against. Charlotte Beatty's look sharp. The offense is moving the ball. The Warriors always have fun playing against Frank Giuliano, a goaltender that they know really well. I think this team is poised to start building on something special, and I think they roll down south and they get a win. I wasn't confident, though. I only put this as my number two ranking as far as confidence goes of the week, but I'm taking Warriors over the Seals. Okay. I am. It's week one, like Brad said, and I'm not getting off the wrong foot here. Uh I almost want to employ the old Don Taylor strategy here, Brad. Homer. You, you know what I'm saying? Where where you bet against the other team, and then if your team wins, well, you lose the bet, but you win the game. And if it goes the other way, then you lose the bet, but your team wins. You know what, you know what I'm saying here? So I, I'm not doing that here in, in week one. I'm picking Vancouver. I think they got a legit shot to win this game watching them at training camp. I didn't see a whole lot of San Diego exhibition action either, but it's week one, taking Vancouver, and I'm putting a number four, the number four beside that one, Evan. Game number two. Seven-point lead for me to start. That's nice. Thank you, guys. Seven-point lead. Game game two. Let's go. Pick it up. Okay, now – you can take your jaw. You can pick your jaws up off the floor off this one. Saskatchewan, Halifax. Yeah, are you taking Halifax here? Who you got? Here's the crazy thing. I actually have a friendly bet with Charlie Recusa on this one. Uh, winner has to or loser has to send a uh, a theme package from their home city to the winner. Okay. But I got the rush in that bet. But I am taking the Thunderbirds in this game. And here's the explanation. Half the rush team lives on the West Coast. They got to fly four time zones over, which is about as the flight to Halifax is almost as long as the one to Georgia. The rush never do well in Georgia, right? Second problem is the rush are notorious slow starters. So it's not a high confidence level. It's a three for me, but it is the Thunderbirds. Man, you put way too much thought into that. Brad, who you got? I'm <clears throat> I'm also taking the Thunderbirds. Give me a six on that until Adam Shute, you know, wins a couple of games. He's the question mark right now. Until I get some confidence in him and the league gets some confidence in him, I'm I'm taking the Thunderbirds at home. 
unfinished business, building on something special this year. They have to start on the right foot. What are you putting beside that? Six. Six. Okay. Six. Pretty confident in that. Uh, I am not so confident in my pick here. I'm also taking Halifax in this opener. I just think that barn is going to be a rocking uh, there at the nest. And like Evan said, that's a long trip to make. And and last year or whatever it was, 2019, and that game's any indication, you know there's some unfinished business there with Halifax too. They're going to want to get that win bad, start off the season on the right foot at home, taking Halifax, and I'm sticking number two beside the Thunderbirds. Not super confident at all, but I'm still taking the home team here at Thunderbirds. Next game up, Panther City at Philadelphia. I think we're probably all on the same page here, fellas, but let's let's go through this. <sighs> Yeah. PC I mean, at, at Philadelphia. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, Panther City is just going to take some time to find their way. Philadelphia, one of the favorites. It's an, This is my eight game. It's Philly at home. Okay, Brad. Yeah, Brad. it's my eight game, too. Uh, everything that Tracy Koleski said earlier, maybe you want to change the score a little bit, but first game <laughs> expansion team against a team that I think is going to be near the top of the East. This is, this is Philly with an eight. It's an eight for me, too. I don't think we need to discuss it much further than that. Go Wings in that one. Firewolves and Rock. Uh, Brad, you're calling this game in the hammer come Saturday night. Firewolves and Rock. Evan, who you got? I'm taking the home rock on this one. Um, I'm still interested to see how the New England firehouse, the firepower house that we had. What? Firehouse? Where is that? Is that their oh, new name? The firehouses? Fire, fire, fire uh, powerhouse. My apologies. Firewalls. <laughs> uh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Okay. My head's going in two different directions. Toronto Rock, your take. They, they, Toronto Rock, I mean, I, I just don't know who Albany is yet. So it's Toronto with a five. Okay. Brad, who you got? I got Toronto with a three. I just think that they need the same reason as Halifax. They need to get off on the right foot in a new market. They need to start building some buzz. They get a couple wins early in Hamilton. They can start. I think this is the resurgence of we're on TSN now. We've got a new barn in, in Hamilton where, where we can put butts in seats. Like I'm thinking this might be the resurgence of the Toronto rock that captivated Canadian sports fans in the early mid two thousands. Like they are on the start to build something special here and they need to do it on Saturday night to establish that. Remember the Raiders, everything's come full circle there back in the big smoke. I got the rock. I'm putting a number six beside the rock. Uh, quite confident in Toronto's uh, chances to win that game. So give me a six beside Toronto. Are you keeping track of all this, Evan? I guess it's going to do it for us, right? Well, it's going to be on the website anyway, so we don't need to okay. worry about it don't too much. Don't forget to sign up here after you listen to our picks. Next game, we got three left. Colorado at Georgia. Evan, who you got? When you look at these two teams head-to-head historically, it is who's at home that wins pretty much every time. Mm. So, um, uh, interesting. Uh, the top offense against the top defense. Zed Williams getting a chance to play his old team, but I'm still going to take Georgia. I'm just not there yet with Colorado. Um, we'll see if the scoring improves from where it was two years ago, but okay. I'm there. It's a, it's a Georgia for a four. Georgia for four. Brad Challoner, who you got? 
I got Georgia going through some growing pains to start this season. I think it's going to take a while for some of these new faces to mesh. They've lost too many faces. It's going to be a a different looking Georgia Swarm team this year. I really like what the Colorado Mammoth did did in the preseason when I watched them in Vancouver. I think Ryan Lee could be a 40-45 goal guy this season. Eli McLaughlin's looking sharp again too. Give me the Mammoth with a five down in the ATL. They're going to buck this trend and win one on the road in Georgia. I also put a five beside this game, but I'm going on the other side, taking the home team here down at the Infinite Energy Center in Gwinnett County and the Georgia Swarm. I looked at the Swarm roster today, in fact, when they rolled that out, and I was more impressed by it than what I expected to be when I looked at that roster. I think there is a lot of talent there, still a lot of good players. They just signed Mikey Poulin back up. They re-upped him. And they're playing at home. It's never easy traveling down there to Georgia and trying to win a game. So give me the swarm. I got a five beside him. Thank you very much. Rochester. Still got the uh, the teal and purple logo here on the Office Junkie Pool website. Uh, might need to update that. New York Riptide and Rochester Nighthawks. Evan, who you got? This is the tough one for me. This is my two game. And, you know, how Showtime, how Jeff Teat worked together, interesting. Rochester, improved, but how improved, we don't know. Uh, I think in the end, what this game comes down to is goaltending. I will take Evan Kirk over, I'm not sure who's starting there, if, if it's uh, Orleman or if it's... Jimmy if it's Bell, 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 you, Jim Bell wouldn't, wouldn't tell us 20 minutes ago. He was keeping it for his mom. All right, Rochester, and it's a two. Rochester with a two. Okay, Brad, who you got? I got the Rochester Nighthawks for the same reasons as Evan. I think they, they got a bolstered back end. They've got a superstar goaltender. I'm taking the Rochester Nighthawks. I can't remember what number I put down. It was a four. Okay. I'm uh, going against the green here, fellas. I am taking the New York Riptide here to get uh, off on the right foot in, in 2021 and get a win at home to start their season. I think if they're going to do it, this might be their best opportunity to do it here against the Rochester Nighthawks, who are – much improved in their own right as well. But Callum and Teat, I have a hard time betting against that. They might just outscore their defense or goaltending problems. I'm only putting a three beside it, but uh, warning issued here, boys. Uh, I'm taking the Riptide. Last game here, Calgary Roughnecks, still the defending champions, heading into Bandit Land to take on that loaded offensive unit there in Buffalo. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Uh, I've got, I've got the bandits. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the roughnecks this year. I really don't. Uh, a lot of bodies not there anymore. Uh, a lot of youth. We'll have to see how well they come up the system. Um, I think Calgary struggles this year. Maybe they proved me wrong, but um Bandits, the what's bandits, the number? And it's with a six. Six. Okay. Brad, who you got? I'm I'm pretty confident in the bandits in this one, but not because I'm anti-roughneck. I think they're actually going to be a little bit better than some people are anticipating. They still have got Curtis Dixon, Christian Del Bianco, and Zach Carrier, three of the best players at their positions on the planet. I think Kurt Malowski does a good job, great job drafting and developing. So I think they can they will turn some heads. This year, I don't think it's going to be on the road in Bandit Land in the first game in 20 months to open things up, though, in the toughest barn in lacrosse. Give me Vino and the Bandits with a seven. I got, well, no, right on. Bandits with a seven. Del Bianco, Brad. I don't want to have to correct you again on that. Bandits and a seven for me as well. I just 
opening night in Bandit Land, uh, forget it. Like you're not winning yeah, that, that game. I don't care who they're that playing. Rolls in and wins that game. Yeah, exactly. Bandits are winning that game, in my humble opinion. Fellas, we got through it here. Week one, who you got? Uh, Stampede Tech and Western Wear, of course, the proud sponsors of who you got here on Lax Class. And Christmas just right around the corner. Many things are already hard to find, but one item Stampede Tech and Western Wear has plenty to offer right now is the great selection of boots. From brands such as Ariat, Boulay, Canada West, and of course, Blundstone, it doesn't matter if you're looking for cowboy boots, motorcycle boots, or even work boots. Stampede Tech has plenty of styles and options for you. Boots for men, boots for ladies, boots for kids, boots for everybody. Shop local, stampede.ca, or head out there to Cloverdale. They've been there since 1966, and we appreciate them and uh, their support. Who you got? Also, weekly grand prize, all of it coming up. Register now. Brad, what do you got? You got your arm up there. You, you, well, and, and don't forget hand. hiking boots. I, I bought a pair of hiking boots there back when I was there for the in Langley for the World Championship. Where are you hiking in Saskatchewan? It's flat. <laughs> you know what, though? You go on a good, good long walk, and it's okay. still right. It's a good funny. long walk. You so you got walking boots. You didn't walk. get hiking boots. You got, you got, you got walking a, boots. A hike, a, a hike implies some elevation. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, uh, picks are in. We'll see how they all play out next week. Evan, you're coming back every single week for who you got. Plus, you're going to be here right now and every week moving forward. I haven't uh, spent the time to, to create a, a fancy little soundbite for this yet, but uh, we got a new partner on board here. Cool Beck Canada is now part of Lax Class as uh, we're bringing you Lax Class Locks. Uh, Bradley came up with that little ditty, and and I love it. Lax class locks here, boys. Uh, I don't know where we want to start. I think what we were kind of discussing prior to, to recording here is we're all going to give ourselves $1,000 to begin with, and we're just going to make bets each week and just see how our total moves along. I don't. I might actually load up. Uh, a, they're called their jumbo dollars, by the way. Let's jumbo. just make sure that our employers know that we're not betting on these actual lacrosse <laughs> games. These are jumbo bucks okay. um, that we will be placing down. So let's just get that disclaimer out of the way. So here's the deal. When you when you go to Cool Bet, you want to lay down a little action on the games uh, throughout the season. You're going to need a place to go and do that. Coolbet.com is your place to go. Open up account. Make your first deposit using the bonus code. This is important, people. Use the bonus co- code LAXCLASS. And what will happen there is they will double your money. So if you put in 200 they will put in 200 Suddenly you have 400 You do this one time, your initial deposit for first-time signups. Use that promo code LAXCLASS and up to $200. Cool bet will match you terms and conditions apply stay cool bet responsibly so we've each kind of selected three and we'll we'll do this each week we'll pick three what we think are are three savvy bets here for for each week they could be a season long bet they could be a prop bet they could be a money line point spread over it doesn't matter but we're each taking three bets this week Brad, I started with Evan last time so I will begin with you give me your lax class locks of the week please Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spread it around here a little bit because first of all, I'm I'm not a betting guy at all. Like when when I up until about a few hours ago, when I saw odds, I never knew what the hell they meant. But this cool bet website seriously pretty cool. breaks it down so easily. You literally click on 
let's say Vancouver, the Vancouver Warriors are plus 264 against the San Diego Seals on, on Friday night for the opening game. That means if you put 50 bucks on the Vancouver Warriors, you're winning 132 and walking away with 182. So it kind of puts it all in here in this nice little chart on the side. So well done to Coolbet for the way that they laid this website out. Quite brilliant. Um, they've got games of the week. They've got uh, over and unders on the games of the week. And they've got futures, which are like, uh, you know, how many points is Challen Rogers going to get for the season over and under X amount, right? So they've got a few things. I think there's going to be daily um, and weekly bets coming. There as will in, be. Like, They're coming. They're coming. Alan yeah. Crawford, and- nine points over under against against Rochester this weekend. So that's kind of cool. But the three I'm going to kick it off with is I just mentioned the Vancouver Warriors and the San Diego Seals. Like these are the biggest odds differential of the entire week. Vancouver Warriors at plus 264, which I just said, if they win that game, a fifty dollar bet's gonna win you 132 bucks. So I think that's uh I think that's a pretty skookum deal right there. I'm hammering that for sure. Okay. Um I've also got uh this week over under Saskatchewan Rush and Halifax Thunderbirds. Will they score twenty-two point five goals? I think if we see anything like the Saskatchewan game in Halifax last season against two teams where we're still not convinced what what they both have in goaltending. They haven't played in so long. I think the floodgates could open on this game with those high-powered offense. I think that's an easy over 22.5 between Saskatchewan and Halifax. 50 bucks on that game is going to win you uh, 40. Now, are, you, are you doing so single? Are you doing, are you doing, are you doing single, single game bets here, or are you going to parlay this together now? Uh, I don't know what that means. I haven't discovered that feature on the website. Okay, yet, so well, you can, put you can all, multiply yeah, basically you, bet A against bet B. So you just make one bet, but you have to get all the games right. Okay, I'll figure that one out later. Um, and then I've got I've got uh, Jesse King total goals regular season. They've set the bar there at 25 and a half. I think that's an easy over. He's going to be the go-to lefty for the first time in his career. I think that's an easy over at minus 118. So 50 bucks there gives you an extra 42. So all three bets that I've got on the week would net me. Oh, this is bad podcasting right now because I can't <laughs> add up the math. Uh, make me do live uh, math. Anyways, I think I've got three pretty good. $364. Wow, nice work, Evan. Jeez, fantastic. <laughs> this is what we got Evan on the podcast for here. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Well, so, done. I'll it. take your word on that. I'll yeah. take your word on that. But those are my three locks of the week. Saskatchewan Rush, Halifax, Thunderbirds, take the over on 22 and a half. Jesse King, 25 and a half goals on the season. Take the over. And Vancouver Warriors against San Diego this weekend. Take Vancouver and win yourself some money. Okay. Uh, Evan, I'm going to go next so you can tell me what my bets add up to as well. Okay. Okay. Well, let me get the website open so you guys can see what it is. <laughs> Unless you got the calculator already done. No, I don't have it. All right. Uh, my three bets, my lax class locks of the week this week. I'm going full season for for all three of these bets, so I can't lose until uh, well, until the end of the year. I can't win either. I should probably say. Uh, my first bet is is this is like the mortar lock of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Keegan Ball, fifteen point five goals for the season. Are you kidding? me with that line easy money give me the over at minus 125 on that please all day long this another 50 uh, I'm, I'm laying down 50 and i'm going with okay. the, the parlay on all three here evan okay okay 
Uh, Rodgers, that would be Challen Rodgers, transition player of the year, Challen Rodgers, and also quarterback on the power play of the Toronto Rock, Challen Rodgers. Over under for his total points of the season, he's going to have this by the all-star break. 36.5, give me the over on Challen Rodgers at 36.5, also minus 125 on that one. My final wax class lock of the week is one Zed Williams. 40.5 over for his season total of points. He is going to be the premier feature guy. Him and Ryan Lee are going to be magic together. Give me the over on Zeddy Ballgame going over 40.5 points on the year at minus 125 as well, Evan. How much money am I winning when all three of those bets come in? If it's a parlay, I'm definitely going to have to calculate it. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, all right, my picks. So let's start with a real conservative one. We'll work our way out. Well, you didn't tell me what my bet's worth. Well, I, I, like we I said, track. it would take you me about three minutes to calculate it without. Oh, hold on a second. It's I'll, minus. By the time we're done, I'll figure okay, it out. Okay, okay. Give me your last, last locks. Here we go. All right, so. Let's start with a very simple one. Philly, Panther City, that's an over-under 20.5 goals. Uh, I, I, I can't see it being under that. So let's start with a very simple 10-buck bet at minus 115, pays 18.70. Now, here's the one, and I, I got to pick it only because I pretty much convinced our friend Pat Gregoire to put this one up there so Saskatchewan Rush fans could have some fun. It is over under oh, Kyle Rubish, oh, 2.5 goals. <laughs> like, I thought he's going to set it at about one and a half. And it's like, because Rubes gets one goal, you know, a year. I think he had two one season, right? There is no way. I'm sorry, Rube. There's no way you're getting the three. Um, If you get the three, the tab's on me most certainly, right? so disrespectful. 25 bucks at minus 105 pays 48.81. But here is the most ridiculous odd that's on the website. And guaranteed after I say this, they're probably changing the odds. Saskatchewan to make the final plus 280. 50 bucks pays 190. That just doesn't make sense. Now, it's not a guarantee Saskatchewan's going to be in the final, but no, it's not. Four times your money to take Saskatchewan to the final, I'll take that every day. Okay. All right. Uh, well, there you go. There are our lax class locks. Don't forget, sign up to co- go to coolbet.com. Sign up for your account and your first time deposit. Use that promo code LAXCLASS20. No, not just <laughs> just no, LAXCLASS. No. I'm going back to Manscaped for Christ's sake here. LAXCLASS is your promo code for that. They will match your initial deposit up to $200. You put in $200, you get an extra $200. That's pretty easy math that I don't even need a calculator for, Evan. Stay cool. Bet responsibly. Welcome aboard the podcast uh, to our friends at Cool Bet Canada. I think that's it for the week, fellas. Are we good on that? Let's go, so. man. I'm I'm swiped. It's been it's been 20 that long a- months. It's game week. Oh. Like, let's just fast forward. Get me on that airplane. Uh, everybody that's got a, 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 a national lacrosse league team in their hometown, get to your barn this weekend support. It's been 
it's been too long and stand on your feet and show these guys your appreciation when you get in that building, because we've been away for too long and we need the healing of lacrosse in our lives. And I just can't wait for this weekend. And if you get a chance, watch that game between Toronto and Albany. Let's get the TV ratings up. Let's see if we can get more games on TV. I'm not even going to be home and I'm just going to leave three of my TVs on TSN all day long. That's what I'm doing. Not even going to be home. Uh, Evan, you can follow Evan at Shem Lax on Insta and Twitter. Brad Chow, you are at Bra- Brad Chow, or is at Brad Chow, I should say. I am at PXP for sports. The show is at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram, at Lax Class on Twitter. Got a Facebook page, got an email address, lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit that subscribe button and put down a review as well. I want to take uh, another minute here to thank our fabulous sponsors in Stampede Tack, the Vancouver Warriors. Flex packs and uh, single game tickets going on sale December 1st for the Vancouver Warriors as well. Keep that in mind. Associated labels and packaging, the NLL, and of course, our brand new sponsor that starts next week in Rycor Construction. Welcome to Coolback Canada as well. We got a lot, of, a lot of people on board here all of a sudden. I love to hear it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Jim Veltman, Tracy Koleski, thank you for coming on the podcast this week. And to you, of course, the listener, for checking out Lax Class each and every week. We'll have another monster program next Tuesday right here on the home of Lax Class Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. But for now, we gotta go for Evan Sheminar, for Brad Challoner, and for myself, Jake Elliott. And for the creator in the fastest game on two feet, I almost forgot what I was going to say there. Yeah, you forgot your own sign-off? You want me to do that, do that gotta, for you? I'm going to read. For the creator I, and for the fastest game on two feet. We'll see you next I, time. It's the, the two, it's the two names in front of you that screwed him up. He's never had to do I know, that. It's, just, it's, uh, it's uh, on the podcast. <laughs> for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified. <laughs>